just river kids Picking up stones like David did Watching them long necks break off a freight train bridge We went to church in a Detroit car Our daddies drank draft at the local bar With an aching back just like old granddad did And we like cold cake beer Fixing up trucks Old bird dogs and the woman we love Maxwell has steaming out of a coffee cup We say our prayers send them to the sky Bust our banks barely getting by Carolina to California up to Illinois Yeah, there's guys like us Blue-collar boys Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Marcus show bro I am your host as I am every other week right now when I'm busy and I'm brought to you by my co-host sports extraordinaire Ryan Ryan buddy how's it going Marcus it's always a pleasure to be here with you always look forward to doing this uh Ryan we got a lot to unpack. We got a lot yes, to do. go through. Uh, first and foremost, football's back, man. Football's back. Best time of the year. It is. It we're we're getting there. I think within the next month, once we get into October, it's it's game on. It's I mean, yes. it's everything's in full swing and we're ready to go. Last week and this week are the two best weeks of the year because you got you know. Labor Day weekends, always a week one of college football. Mm-hmm. They got a short week. They always got big college games, week two, and then NFL. Like, it doesn't get any better than this. It's perfect. It's perfect. I love it so much. Uh, I um, it, It's awesome. And, and we have so much to go through. We were talking about it before we even started going live that um, this episode could probably be two hours in itself. Uh, we're going to hold ourselves to hopefully an hour. Uh, but we'll see. No promises, right? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but I'm juiced. I'm free. I'm so freaking pumped, uh, for football this week. And I think we're going to start with the college games first and foremost. Um, we'll kind of look at some of the college games for, for this week and look, uh, kind of back at last week at what those teams did. Um, we'll start, uh, early game on Saturday, probably, uh, might be the biggest game of the weekend. Uh, Ohio State, Oregon. Um, Oregon travels to Columbus. Right now, Ohio State is 14.5-point favorites, which is shocking. I mean, literally shocking to see that number. Uh, Ryan, I want to get your take on it first. What did you get from the Buckeyes last week and and thinking about them this week? Well, I was impressed with how Ohio State looked. Obviously, they have a young team, a lot of new starters on the defensive side of the ball, and at quarterback. And C.J. Stroud, I, I was impressed with how he played. Was he perfect? No. I mean, he was not great in the first half, but he was a lot better in the second half. And they, Ohio State really relied on the big plays. Like, they scored 35 points in the second half off 22 offensive plays, mm-hmm. which is pretty remarkable. Now, is that going to happen every week? No. I just think it was a good opening game against um, a good Minnesota team, an experienced Minnesota team. Mm-hmm, very which thinks that uh muhammad ibrahim their running back is done for the year they mm-hmm. called a lower leg injury but i think we all can guess that he ruptured his achilles because that you, you saw it snap didn't you you could see the leg you could see it looked like something with his calf and then when you really look closer yeah. it's like oh that's not good when kevin durant ruptured his achilles it was the same thing yeah yeah but obviously and they were down their top two corners uh Cameron Brown did not make the trip for whatever reason. I don't know what his injury was. He's mm-hmm. also coming off a ruptured Achilles, so maybe they just didn't want to rush him. And Seven Banks was dressed and didn't play. And Ryan, Ohio State doesn't disclose injuries for whatever reason, which is fine, because Ryan Day said that he was available only in an emergency situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, I thought, honestly, that, that Shroud got a little bit uh, too much hate. 
um, for like, you know, he's got a lot of good weapons. Um, and I, obviously the first half, he didn't look super spectacular. No. Um, but I don't, I think the way that the Buckeyes are set up this year, he doesn't really have to. Like, he's got good weapons he can get the ball to. Right. Their running game is insane. I mean, I yeah. I think, you know, barring teams like Georgia or like 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 the real, real big dogs, they're going to be able to run the ball however they want on anybody yes. they play. Um, yes. But you don't have to worry about that stuff till later in the year when guys have already gotten experience and depth and, and everything like that under their belt. Right. And honestly, like like we saw, Ohio State is so loaded. CJ Stroud honestly just needs to be like a game manager. Mm-hmm. Like he doesn't have to go out there and throw for like 300 yards every week for them to win. He's got – so I thought Day did a good job in the first half of like – he called a lot of screen passes, just, you know, quick – get the ball in his hands quick. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Not like, you know, 10-step drops or a bunch of complicated plays. And he did say this week, because they rotated a lot of running back week one, since they're playing Oregon, they're going to shorten the rotation. So what I'm guessing, and I'm kind of hoping that means is Mayan Williams and Trevion Henderson get all the carries. Yeah. Sorry, Master Teague, but I, I like Teague, but he's just, he's not, he's the guy. not as explosive as the other two. No, no, not at all. I think, uh, and then, and on the other side, Oregon, um, didn't look as impressive as, as we thought they would at home. Um, and, uh, what's yeah. that guy's name? Thibodeau. Thib- you could argue that they were, you could argue that just to wait and talk about yeah. Thibodeau. You could argue that maybe they weren't trying to show too much. Yeah. Cause at Ohio state, they didn't want to like, A look which is spot. fair, but yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Thibodeau, that is, if he cannot go this week, that is huge. Mm-hmm. Like Very. he is. He's like Chase Young, basically. Like he's that. Like he's a game changer. Mm-hmm. Now, Ohio State's offensive line is good enough to where I think they could hold him in check, now, at least a little bit. Yeah, because mm-hmm. Stroud was hardly really pressured at all last week. Thibodeau yeah. can make a huge difference. I mean, that's why I would expect them to run the ball or you know do a lot of quick passes to, to get the ball out of his hands, uh, Stroud's hands quick. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um. I just I just see this. This seems like a classic coming to Columbus. You know, the shoe's going to be packed, um, and the Buckeyes just so kind of roll this game. Uh, I have Ohio State minus 14 and a half. I think they win big. I think I think they beat Oregon big. And I can it, see it's in or- Oregon's offense isn't – I don't think they're that impressive. Like I think we get this always, too, where it's like these – we think we come into the season like, oh, these Pac-12 teams can be legit. And I think we've talked about this before. They do not play the same brand of football that the Big Ten, the SEC does. They just don't. I'm sorry they don't. No. No. Um, when they when they play that type of competition, now this might be, you know, whatever coming from Notre Dame, but I still think Notre Dame is more competitive with those big teams consistently than we've seen in the past with Oregon's and Washington's and, and USC yeah. and, and all those top yeah. teams over there. Because um, the, the, the brand of football they play is completely different. Right. No, I, I agree with you on that. I mean, Anthony Brown, a junior Oregon starter, like, you know, he was 14 to 25. He had like a similar numbers to what um, Stroud did week one. And he had like, but he had like 100 less passing yards and I think one touchdown pass. Mm-hmm. The only thing that kind of scares me with them is he can, he can uh, scramble. So maybe he could, you know, you have to, you know, he's a dual threat guy. You didn't have to worry about that last week with uh, Tanner Morgan, but he, you know, he could give them issues with that. Yeah. Ohio State's defense is still pretty inexperienced. They got talent. They just, especially like at the linebacker position, they haven't really done, they haven't played a whole lot, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. so I, I'm guessing you're also saying the Buckeyes are going to win the game. I think so too. I yeah. think it'll be pretty, I, I think they'll win big too, honestly. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say 45 24. That works for me. That works for me. All right. Uh, the other big game this week, the battle for the Cyhawk Trophy. Um, always week two, fun to watch. Iowa taking on Iowa yeah. State. Uh, game is uh, at Iowa State. Not that it matters too terribly much in state rivals, right. uh, but kind of does. Um, Iowa comes off a very convincing win last week. Uh, very impressive, too. Yeah, against Indiana, who 
I don't know if we overvalue Indiana or what. I still think they're a well-coached team, and I think that they just they're in the early stages of building something. You know what I mean? Right. I think partially, like I was still kind of like, let's wait and see how good they are, because my thing was, were they really that good last year, or are they only good because a couple of teams were down? Exactly. Yeah. Um. And they. Yeah. Go on. I was looking forward to that game a lot too, and and. Iowa beat them pretty convincingly. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it was never close. This is one of those years. Yeah. Kirk Ferentz does the same thing in Iowa every year. He's usually eight and four, nine and three. I mean, every so often, he has like a really good team, like they did in 2009, to the, mm-hmm. to the, in 2010, too, but 2015, you know, the, the team that got smacked by Stanford in the Rose Bowl. Mm-hmm. They have a good defense. You know, they, they run more. Pro style offense. They got you know big linemen. Like uh, they're running back. They got Tyler Goodson. He's a he's the real deal. That guy's a beast. Yeah. They got great tight ends. Their quarterback Spencer Petras. I think that's what. How you yeah, I think that's name. how you say it. He's your typical Iowa quarterback. You know, just a game manager, big pocket passer. Not going to beat you all by himself, but he's still a good you know solid player. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then on the other side, Iowa State comes in uh, to the season with. Probably as much hype as a Big 12 yeah. team has came in with besides being the, the big two of Oklahoma and Texas, right? Right in the past. Um, yeah. Plays Northern Illinois last week. Uh, squeaks out a win 16 to 10. And I believe Northern Illinois was driving almost to, to go win the game at the end uh, and threw I a bad really pitch, correct? That, so I'd have to. Uh... Yeah, I think I think there was a bad interception thrown at the end uh, while Northern Illinois was driving to potentially take the lead. Um, Look, this is another case of I I I think that Iowa State is a a good team. I watched them last year; like they gave Oklahoma they gave Oklahoma all they could handle twice. I mean, twice in one year. And Oklahoma is not they're not a schlub team, and they're very well coached with Lincoln Riley. Um, They beat them in Iowa and. Uh, I think State they did like, the first time and then lost in the Big 12 championship. I remember game. watching that game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because they played in the title game. Yep. Right now, Iowa State's favored by four. So it's minus four uh, on the spread. Over under is, I'd have to look it up real quick. I think um, I read the away teams won the past couple meetings. Yeah. And it's always, always close. So let me look yeah. at the trends real quick. Like uh, this is probably the first time that it's been like a top 10 matchup. Like, mm-hmm. um, at Iowa last year, Iowa won, or Iowa lost. Just kidding, lost by. Uh, no, Iowa won eighteen seventeen. At Iowa State, a, uh, Iowa won eighteen seventeen. Um, okay. Iowa won the year before thirteen three at uh, Iowa State, and then twenty seventeen okay. Iowa won as well. I was kind of on a roll with this. This yeah. Must have been two years ago. It was two years ago they won because they didn't because play. They, they didn't play big last Ten year. was just all Big Ten last year. So yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, but it was a one point game in 2019, a uh, ten point game in 2018, um, a three point game in 2017, um, and then 2016, 2015 were kind of blowouts. Uh, Iowa yeah. on a five game uh, win streak in this uh, rivalry. Um, I picked them to go six in a row i was for real this year i think they are too they looked really good they look like they look like the the stereotypical iowa team but better yeah. like they're gonna pound the yeah. ball on you they're gonna run it they're gonna beat you down with their defense uh control defense the clock doesn't give up like they've given up less than 24 points at least less than 24 points in 23 straight games so that's insane that's insane Granted, and, they have they, to play like some like an explosive team like Ohio State. Mm-hmm. Yes, they did beat Ohio State the last time they played. They only gave up 24 points. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it had to do with turnovers they forced, but still. So like, all they really need to do is score 30 points. And I, I think really they don't yeah. even need to do that because they just control the clock so well right. that if they take care of business, they're good. I have Iowa plus four. Um, I love Iowa getting getting points here. Um, and this game's always close. So oh yeah. Uh that could be like uh, they could get their doors blown off and I could be completely wrong, but Iowa just doesn't get their doors blown off like that. You know what I mean? Like they no. keep games close. They don't. They're very well coached. Coach Ex- Barron's is- extremely. 
Um, Which is why he wins Big Ten Coach of the Year like every other. Yeah, when it's not the Buckeye coach. Uh, so besides that game, um, we do have – I mean, a lot of the uh, games this week in the SEC are um, kind of what we want to call cupcake games. Uh, But we do have – I do want to talk about um, teams like Clemson. uh, Clemson played Georgia last week. They both kind of get cupcakes this week. Um, So uh, kind of a – Kind of a, I don't know if it was convincing. You could say, I think Georgia's defense is super legit. I mean, with what they yeah. could do to that offense. Uh, that was so, very impressive. Yeah. So like, just kind of, I want to kind of get your take on, on that game and everything that happened. I was a little surprised just how like they manhandled Clemson's O line. Like DJ Ugale, like half the time had nowhere to, like, he had no time. Like, mm-hmm. And yet they are losing, like they didn't lose a lot on offense, you know, but besides Trevor Lawrence, they lost uh, Travis Etienne, uh, Cornell Powell, Amari Rogers, their top two receivers last year. Yeah, they did get Justin Ross back, but, you know, they just got, I thought a Will Shipley was going to play a bigger role. He didn't seem to do, he didn't do too much in the mm-hmm. game. Mm-hmm. The five star freshman they had, who, yeah. according to Dave, grew up a Notre Dame fan. <laughs> You know that always happens, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but I, I think my big play I don't think Clemson's dead in the water. I think Clemson no. could easily still go eleven and one and that loss to Georgia really is not, not gonna look great bad. either. Like no. no. The ACC did not like have a good weekend, like mm-hmm. North Carolina. Yeah, that's bad. I mean, right. not really that bad. I actually had Virginia Tech to win because they it's going to Blacksburg on a night game. Um yeah, that atmosphere was crazy. Yeah. But if you want to be legit, you can't lose those games, right? Correct. Yeah. So uh, and so I don't think I don't think Clemson's dead in the water by any means. No. Um, I do think this sets up Georgia pretty well. I yes. my key play this year is going to be any team Georgia plays total team under. I don't think many teams are going to score a lot of points against Georgia. No. Um, until they're not, not going to score a lot of points on offense either. Like, see, and that's the thing. Still, yeah, their offense still isn't that great. Like they're, mm-hmm. they don't have a great passing attack. They're yeah. al- they're always like, they're kind of. I don't know if this is a good analogy. They're always kind of like the Big Ten team in the SEC, if that makes sense. Yes, always have a great defense and a really good running game. They just can't. They just. I mean that they have weapons on the outside. They just they're just not elite offensively. Like, like like what Alabama is like. Alabama after week one is without a doubt the best team in college football. Yeah. So after Alabama, it's kind of just, I mean, I did see somebody say this. He called, I think it was a guy who worked for 247. He called Alabama and Georgia the top two offensive juggernauts. And I'm just like, okay, how can you call Georgia an offensive juggernaut if they didn't score a touchdown week one? Yeah, like, no way. Georgia, they're, they're good. They're still a little overrated in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Just because they don't have that elite offense. Mm, I don't know. At least passing attack. Let's put it that way. But I think their defense can play with anybody. Like, that's how good that's it true. is. That's true. That is how good it is. But they can, can they play with shut anybody. down Alabama? Like, that, that's the real question. Because Ooh. they can't, like, go score for score with Alabama. They got to, like, to almost shut them down, per se. Like, yeah. Got, have to almost play them like they did Clemson, mm-hmm. in a way, I guess. Yeah. I, I don't I, – I think that – I don't know. Alabama just figures it out every year on how to just beat you. Like he, they just figure out how they're going yeah. to beat you, and they do. Like it's, yeah. it, it's, it's insane. It's insane like that they Saban just don't has lose a step over the years. Because you know Alabama used to be kind of like Georgia, dominant defense and a great running game. Mm-hmm. And then they got now they have a dominant like they always had good receivers, but now they have like an elite passing attack with so many weapons. It's kind of like they can they can't just pound it down your throat. They can you know, throw it all over, you know, all over the place too. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I agree. I agree. I agree. So like I said, SEC, uh, and besides Texas A&M who plays Colorado, which I still think they're going to, they're going to probably handle Colorado easily. Yeah. Um, a lot of easy games coming from this week. I mean, there's not a ton of big, big games, uh, our nightcap game, um, Michigan, Washington, another big 10 pack 12 showdown. Um, Michigan, 
looked formidable last week, yeah. uh, but they played um, Western, Michigan. Western Michigan. So you take that for what it's worth. Washington. Man. Yeah, Washington was not good. No. Washington's to Montana. Team, they always seem to have like high Pac-12, high expectations, and then they just mm-hmm. don't ever live up to it. Like, mm-hmm. um, This is another one, West Coast team going to the East Coast or uh, Midwest. Uh, it'll play, be played in the big house. Uh, Ryan, I want to see what your take is on this game. I'm a little like less intrigued for it just because the fact that Washington lost, like to me, it almost, I think Michigan could, will probably win the game. Now, will they blow Washington out of the water? No, probably not. But I think Michigan could, could I don't want to say should win. I think they, they're going to win. Okay. If you that had to sense. put, if, if you had to put by how much, what would you say? I'd go Michigan uh, 24-20. 24-20, so close. Michigan, yeah. Michigan did lose their best receiver, too, Ronnie Bell, for the year. Yeah. yeah. So it was a uh, knee injury, probably probably an ACL or something, which like, he, he was a really good receiver. Mm-hmm. And their offense isn't like, you know, Cade McNamara is okay. He's not like an elite by any standards. And they got some pretty decent running backs, but it's kind of like – you know mm-hmm. i think um we always talk about this that we don't fully understand the whole harball thing in michigan yeah. and, and how it's still going on and why and what's going on um this feels like to me a game that if michigan has their foot on the throat they have to stomp immediately like they cannot let up i think if no. if michigan can they should pound washington like I think I'm with you. They they. I hate saying should because it's so it's so hard with this team, um, right? Or this program, with where they're at right now. But I I'm with you. I will say should they should win this game. They should win this yeah. game. They they should beat them. They're at home. Uh, I think Washington is inferior. I think they have inferior athletes. And the fact that Washington lost to Montana, like I'm even more convinced that they should win this mm-hmm. game. Uh, like, the spread right now is Michigan seven point favorites. If that got under a touchdown, if it was at six and a half, I would like it because I think Michigan can win by a touchdown. I'm with you. It could, I think it could be like 17, 28, 27 ish. You yeah. know what I mean? Win by 10. Yeah. Like, I don't know how good Michigan's defense is either. Like, yeah. usually that's kind of been the strength of their team. Like, in the Pat in the Harbaugh era, they've always had a pretty strong defense. Mm-hmm. But, I, I don't know how good – I mean, you know, Western Michigan kind of hung around a little bit in the first half. I mean, Michigan kind of blew them out, like, at the end of the half and then in the second half. But, you know, it was pretty close there for a while. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, so, I, I don't uh, – yeah, I think Michigan should, should definitely take control of this game and, and win it early. Win it early. For sure. I, I for agree. sure. And then this could be very beneficial. Like this could be like a a momentum building win because they beat a power five school. Yeah, Washington's not that great, but still it, it could just be something that they can build off of. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um and it'll line them up, like you said, very well for going into into Big Ten play. And they got a pretty rough Big Ten schedule. They have to go to Penn State, to Wisconsin. Um, who else do they have? Where's the game at this year? It's at Michigan. Yeah. Where was it supposed to be in Columbus last year? Yeah. They're still going by what it was like last, like, because it was supposed to be in Columbus last year. That's horse. Yeah. You can, I'm not, a lot of Ohio State fans kind of say that they dodged us last year. Now, did they? We'll never know, but they did for sure. COVID issues. You can say it. You can say they dodged you. Yeah. They didn't, they, they wanted that season to be over. Yeah. They yeah they, they they quit last year like mm-hmm. Michigan they were not I think after because remember they beat Minnesota week one and then they were all high in praise like oh this is like ninety seven all over again oh Joe Milton he's the guy he's better than Fields and then Michigan State just clock well it was a pretty close game Michigan State dominated them like last year and that was their season like yeah yeah um anyway uh anything else on that game. No, nothing I can think of. I think we I, – I guess you could say I'm not as excited for it just because Washington lost. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I agree. It could have been way cooler if they were com- both coming in one and one. Yeah. But, 
whatever. Because then the win would be even more impressive. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, it's just like, oh, Washington's not good. Yeah. We get what we get. Um, So, Ryan, uh, I'm going to run through my card. So, the plays I have so far right now for this Saturday, if any of these games intrigue you and you want to talk about them, go ahead and let me know. Uh, Starts on Friday, Coastal Carolina, minus 25 against Kansas. Um, I think Coastal, it's at Coastal. Uh, Kansas is terrible. They won their first game in two years, like almost two years. Like, yeah, they're, they're awful. awful. They're awful. And I think Coastal – Go on. They have to clean up that mess that left by less miles. Like, that was awful, mm-hmm. too. Like I think Coastal is – I think that they're just much better um, than what we give them credit for. What they did yeah. to BYU last year was super oh, yeah. impressive. Um, BYU and that was, was a good talking, and then mm-hmm. Coastal was like, we'll play you guys, and they smacked them. I'm right, yeah, I remember watching yeah. that. So, uh, I have Coastal big. Uh, I already said the Buckeyes minus 14 and a half. Uh, I have Tulsa plus 13 against Oklahoma State. Uh, that just feels like a game that, for some reason, is super close. Um, I think yeah, it was really Oklahoma close. Oklahoma State always has a great offense, but no defense. Kind of and like I think it was really players. close last year. I think Tulsa played them extremely close last year or two years ago. It must have been two years ago. Me. Tulsa's a good team. Mm-hmm. Ohio State's got them uh, next week. So Yeah, they're not bad. They're not bad. Uh, Minnesota, coming off the loss to the Buckeyes, we talked about them. Obviously, losing uh, Ibrahim is, is huge. huge. Uh, but they get He's Miami really of Ohio good. at home. Minus 18 and a half. This feels like a game that Minnesota's experience just kind of dominates. Yeah. Um, Which is, I think that's partially why the game was as close as it was uh, mm-hmm. last week. Just because they had a bunch of experienced off- players offensively and yeah. defensively too. But uh, And that's a list game. So shout out Rico Bosco. Um, that doesn't mean <laughs> anything to you. But uh, no. uh, so uh, Florida minus 28 and a half uh, against USF. USF I, is is not great. So, uh, Southern Florida, they're not great at all. Uh, and I think Florida just kind of overpowers them throughout the game. Um, Rutgers at Syracuse. I have Rutgers minus two. What do you think about Greg Schiano? I like him. I think he's built, he's trying to build something there. He's, he's a, I, he's a coach who actually kind of wants to be there because he had success there beforehand. And then you know, he went to the NFL, didn't succeed there. Uh, he was at Ohio State, defensive coordinator, and then now he's back at Rutgers. And they had a pretty good recruiting class uh, for this upcoming year. They were top 10. I don't know. I don't think they'll finish in the top 10, but he's done a good job of like getting guys out of like the transfer portal and stuff. Yeah. I mean, I don't think they'll be really a big threat this year. I mean, but we'll see. I don't know how good Syracuse is. So Syracuse, they're kind of up and down, you know. Yeah, it depends on the year. In the past, and they've been terrible. Like, mm-hmm. There's kind uh, of like no in between with them. I think I think Shiano leans into the we don't want to be the doormats of the Big Ten anymore yes. kind of thing. He's kind of like a Tom Allen where he's kind of like a fiery rah-rah, like, let's go, like mm-hmm. embrace being the you know, being the underdog type of thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh and he's so, won there already, too. So it's kind of like he knows how to get yeah, get it done. Yeah, he's got he's got the resume to prove it, kind of thing. Right. Um Air Force Navy. Um, I love, I love when the academies play each other, um, because it is, it is under total city. I have the under at 40 and a half. Um, that's just the total amount of points scored, Ryan. Uh, it's not, I I don't think there's a lot of points in this game, even though, you know, Navy's a little bit down, uh, air force is never really the powerhouse within the academies either. Um, so usually Navy who is, yes, usually it's Navy, but army for the past couple of years has been really good. Uh, so, um, I think that goes under, uh, that game will be over in about two hours. Uh, I already said Iowa. I have Iowa in that game. Um, and then this one too, uh, Texas goes to Arkansas. Texas is seven point favorites. Uh, I have Arkansas plus the seven plus a touchdown. Um, I think Arkansas, this this could be a, hey, Texas, this is the taste of being in the SEC kind of thing. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Arkansas's got, they got good at, they got that one really good receiver. I can't think of his name, but. Mm. You can look it up here while I talk about uh, Arkansas. We talked about earlier in, in, in an earlier episode that uh, um, they have like one of the toughest schedules this year. Uh, yes. And this out of conference against Texas is kind of adds into that. 
Uh, but I just think that they're tough. They're gritty. Um, they're a good team. And if I'm getting a full seven points, they play teams close. Why not? Why not take it? You know what I mean? Yeah. I think it's Traylon Burks is what his name is. Um, so, and that's all I have. I'm thinking about, uh, Oh, excuse me. I'm thinking about, uh, Boston college as well. Um, I'll probably, like I said, take, uh, take um uab's under team total because i played georgia i don't think they score any points uh and then alabama's first half line whenever it whatever it is when it comes out um i think that they just steamroll um oh yeah anybody they play this year. Ex- yeah like. especially yeah yeah who so. was it who was beating alabama at halftime a couple of years ago was it mercer was it somebody else and they just got steamrolled in the second half. Yeah, it might have been somebody like that. Yeah. They're just too good. I mean, they're just – unless yeah. they come out and don't want to play, they're going to beat the tar out of any team they have. I mean, Saban doesn't, Saban doesn't lose games to teams that he's not supposed to. If he's going to lose – if they lose, it's usually always to, like, a, a top 25 team. Like, mm-hmm. there's yeah, always there's sure. certain types of teams that always seem to give Saban trouble for whatever reason. Like, they lost to Ole Miss back-to-back years. Yeah. Like, or, you know, he's consistently had issues with mobile quarterbacks. That's Deshaun Watson ate them alive, you know, those two title games. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, they don't usually drop games to, like, a Iowa or a Purdue, per se. Yeah, like, no, not often. You not never often. see that. No. Um, so, anyway, transitioning out of college football, we're going to stay with football, but you better believe we're going to go to the NFL first week of the NFL uh, a couple big games. Um, the game going on right now, it actually just kicked off, Ryan. Dallas, mm-hmm. uh, Tampa Bay. We could be completely wrong about this, but go ahead and give me what you think. I think Tampa Bay is going to win the game. Yeah, me too. I mean, I, it could very well be a close game. Dallas has got a good team. All right. Mm-hmm. I just think Tampa Bay just has too many weapons. I don't think Dallas – Dallas's defense was not good last year. Mm-hmm. I don't think – it's not like they had like a whole bunch of you know new players. I just think Tampa Bay, you know, they're getting a Super Bowl ring, so it's gonna, like an emotional night. And I just think they're just going to ride that momentum and win. Yeah, now, wh- whether it's a t- twenty-point win, ten-point win, five-point win, it doesn't matter. I think they're going to win. Yeah, I still yeah. think Dallas will be better this year if, as long as they can stay healthy. Like, obviously, losing Dak last year really hurt them. Oh like, yeah, because he he was on his way to a insanely yeah, good he, year. he was killing it mm-hmm. insanely good year uh dallas is driving a good little bit right now this is live updates this is terrible <laughs> radio but it's live updates yeah i'm um, watching it too on my phone <laughs> uh i have tampa bay minus nine i do think tampa bay comes out and wins uh i just i'm tired of of betting against brady in my life um it hasn't worked out well yeah. ever so i'm done doing it um and i think that the most important impressive thing to me at least is uh Tampa Bay returning like every single Everybody. person, every on, starter, every starter? Deep, they shut Kansas City down like mm-hmm. bad last year. Yeah, so I think that uh with that and with having Tom and as the leadership role there, uh and all of that, uh it's I I'm not gonna say it's for sure Tampa Bay uh in in the NFC, but they're they're I think they're set up well to start the year well and keep going. Yeah. Um, usually Brady's teams kind of drop a game or two early. I mean, everybody mm-hmm. kind of freaks at like, are they done? And then they just, you know, they just get better each, you know, they just kind of steamroll teams as the season goes on. Exactly. You exactly. saw it last year. You saw it the, in New England too. Mm-hmm. Like it took Brady a little bit to adjust last year to what Bruce Arians wants to run. And I think they more adjusted to like what Brady's strengths are. Cause you know, Arians, he likes to throw the ball downfield and Brady's more, I don't want to say he's like a dink and dunk type of guy, but he's more like a five yard, you know. Yeah. He always has like good, like yak yards at the catch guys, which is Mm -hmm. why Julian Edelman and like Danny Amendola thrived playing with them. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, So uh, from there, going to uh, Sunday's slate, um, one of the big early games, the Pittsburgh Steelers versus the Buffalo Bills. Uh, the Bills are six and a half point favorites right now. It's in Buffalo. Um, Bills Mafia. Oh, 
look, I put it out there. You know, Ryan, I'm a Steelers fan. Die hard, oh, yeah. live and breathe, black and gold. Here we go, baby. Uh, I've I've said before, I have a soft spot for the Bills. I do love Bills Mafia as well. Um, I've always think, said, I've always felt that way about Buffalo too. Yeah, I, there's something super endearing about them as a team, um, and just as an organization and a franchise. Uh, mm-hmm. I think the Steelers have so many question marks coming into this year. Uh, one thing they're not going to have as a question mark moving forward is TJ Watt signs that big contract today. That was big. Highest paid defensive player in the league right now. No big deal. Uh, we're still in salary cap hell. It's whatever. Um, he's still got less guaranteed money than like Miles Garrett. Yeah, but I think a lot. But he's still got more money per year. Mm-hmm. And I think some of it's incentive based as well or signing bonus. Yeah. The Steelers are real good at that. They get they give out good signing bonuses and stuff to dudes uh, for taking less money like guaranteed right. or upfront or whatever. Um, and uh, the bills come in. Uh, bills looked great last year. I mean, Josh Allen is insane. Insane. Stefan Diggs is good. Uh, Sean McDermott is a very, very good coach. That defense always That's looks totally. good. Yeah. Uh, Ryan, what do you think about this game? I think Buffalo wins. I, I'm not saying it's going to be like a blowout or anything like that, but I'm just intrigued. Like, Buffalo's fun to watch. They got a lot of good, like, Stephon Diggs. I think one of their biggest, most underrated signings is they brought in Emmanuel Sanders. Yeah. I think he's going to thrive there. So, Cole Beasley's very good. Uh, who else? Uh, Gabriel Davis is a good receiver. Mm-hmm. Their running game is okay because it's Devin Singletary and Zach Moss. Neither one of them are, like – I mean, they're good. I guess they, they have potential, but they, you know, neither one of them are, like, explosive or, like – you get what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they got um, a good defense. Their secondary is really good. They probably have the best good. safety tandem in the league. Mm-hmm. Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer. Yeah, uh, I agree. They have a very good defense. They uh, played Pittsburgh last year, uh, I yeah. believe late in the season, when the Steelers were sliding and beat them uh, on Sunday I, Night that Football. That was a good game. I remember watching that. Yeah, it was. Um, not for me, because they lost. and <laughs> That hurt my soul. Um, but, uh, you know what the, the funny thing is, Ryan, just thinking out loud, we both have just like heart wrenching starts to the year this year, don't we? Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, we we'll, go to Kansas city. Yeah. We'll, we'll get your game here in a second, but, uh, you'll never get me to pick against the Steelers. I don't bet on the Steelers. I don't bet on my own teams. Um, I think it's bad luck, but that's fair. You will not get me to pick against the Steelers. I think that Najee Harris is an insane weapon that they got. Um, Chase Claypool in his second year. I don't think the offensive line is going to be as bad as we think. Not having Stephon to it early on hurts. Um, but still having Cam in there, Cam Hayward. Getting Devin Bush back is humongous. Yes, he's uh, really and, good. And Minka Fitzpatrick. I mean, he's Minka Fitzpatrick is my favorite defensive player I've seen play, uh, at least in the secondary, since Troy Polamalu. Like, he is so good he flies around he like he's just so smart and so good at the position Miami has to be like punching the air right now (laughs) they gave up on him yes I don't say gave up on him he he wanted out because they Mm -hmm. were like trying to rebuild well stock up on draft picks and I guess you can argue almost tank but yeah yeah he's really good he's really good so I will never pick against the Steelers uh take them money line pick them I don't care that I won't I won't pick against them um, so yeah, there's that, uh, four 30, the big game at four 30, we alluded to it a second ago, Ryan, the Browns travel to Kansas city, the defending AFC champions, Patrick Mahomes, that offense, uh, Andy Reed, um, the Browns last year, incredibly good season. Uh, yep. Here's a question. Is Baker the guy? I think he is. I think he is too. I don't understand the slander he gets. Or he seems to get <laughs> slandered for like things you want. It's like, oh, he's only good because he's got two good running backs with great receivers and great all line. Don't you want to surround your quarterback with a great line, great running backs, and great receivers? Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, and he was a lot better in the second half of the season when they finally learned the offense. Like they had a new system last year, like, you know. No preseason, 
you know, they couldn't do too much in the offseason. And like the first half of the year, they were very vanilla offensively. And I hate the narrative that they're better without Odell. They're not. Mm-hmm. They just – everybody knew the offense better, which is why it looked a lot better at the, without him. Like, yeah. I'm more excited to see how he looks against Kansas City because if you watched the game last year, Kansas City loaded up the box. Mm-hmm. They weren't afraid of any of the – because the Browns didn't really have a receiver who could beat them, you know, who, was, who could take the top off the defense consistently. Now with Beckham, I'm so excited for what he's, they're going to do with them. Mm-hmm. And everybody knows the, off, like, the offense better. The only downside is they did some – I thought the Browns did some great work uh, on the defense in the offseason. But it, with it being the first game, this is probably the worst they're going to look the whole year. Were they the ones that got uh, Okamura from Notre Dame? Yeah. I'm yeah. very excited for him. He's, he's a weapon to have on yes, the outside. Um, an absolute weapon to have. So – that's a big pickup. Um, I just think that Kansas City losing in the Super Bowl, you're catching them at such a bad time. Yeah. Um, because the last game they played was a loss in the Super Bowl, uh, and now you're getting them at home. Uh, right now that line's sitting about Kansas City favorites by five and a half points. Um, I want to see how that moves before I decide a side one way or the other. Uh, but I'm going to do like how you did with my team. I think Kansas city wins. I don't know if I take them with the points. I have to see where it goes. Um, and that's yeah, not as, as, Browns. as long as the Browns are competitive. Yes. I think they're going to be able to move the ball against Kansas city's defense. I mean, Tyron Matthew has was on the COVID list and they said his status is up in the air. Mm-hmm. If he doesn't play, that's huge. Even if, it, even if he does play, I still don't think they'll have much issues moving the ball against Kansas city. The thing is, will they be able to stop Mahomes enough? Yeah. In the offense. And how do they like, game plan for like against the Cleveland Brown defense? You can't sit back there, like drop back and let deep routes take place. You kind of have to nickel and dime them, which yeah. Kansas City they're, is not. I think they're always gonna nickel with. the whole time. Because I yeah. think because they said uh Mac Wilson's technically gonna start like over uh Arusa Koromoa, but Arusa but he's only going to play like in a dime package look, which they're probably going to go nickel the whole game. So they're going to have mm-hmm. a bunch of DBs on the field. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, they have to contain not just Tyree Hill, but Travis Kelsey is – the guy's a freak. Like, he's so hard to, you know, to guard. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. Um, so you're obviously taking the Browns. Yes. <laughs> you have to. You have to, right? I, 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 you know, yeah, I got to go for my team. Yeah. I think um, if they win, they'll win like 35, 34. Like, yeah. you know, something close. Extremely close. Uh, I'm calling it 21 to 28, a seven-point seven point I mean, win. They were, they were able to keep it pretty close, close last year. And I think yeah, they're I still consider that close. I consider yeah. that close with, with Kansas City. I mean, yeah, they, you know, they knocked Mahomes out of the game, but still, like, they had a chance. They had a chance to win the game. They had the, they had the ball driving in the fourth quarter with, like, five minutes to go. Mm-hmm. Stefanski's a good coach. I really do like him. I like the system that he runs. Mm-hmm. It's structured. It's not, as Colin Cowherd said, the Browns had an adult as their coach last yeah. year, Freddie Kitchens. Yes. Uh, so, a couple more games we're going to get to before uh, we get off here. Um, this one we can kind of speed round through just because I, I saw it and I want to remember it. Uh, the Rams get the uh, Sunday night game against Chicago. Chicago goes to L.A. to play the Rams. Uh, the only thing I want to say is Ryan remind me each week to take L.A. Um, okay. Because I think they are going to dog walk every team they play with Matt Stafford. I, I'm interested to see how Stafford does in L.A. Mm-hmm. Now, he put up great numbers in Detroit, but. Detroit, I think, did a terrible job of building a team around him. Mm-hmm. Like, Detroit, they always seem to have great offensive players. They just – it seemed like they were always like a – Detroit always seemed like they could have been better than what they were. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It seemed like Stafford's were always like seven and nine type of thing. I mean, of their three best players of all time, two of them retired early, and the other one was like, I mm-hmm. have to leave here to have success. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, it's so, um, yes, remind me each week. Just text me, Marcus, All right. take the Rams, and I'll say thank you, Ryan, for that. No matter what they are, uh, the Bucks just scored, by the way, 94 yards, nine plays in four minutes. 
Tom Brady Brady, is. I have 13. For fantasy, I got two teams. My one team, I have Amari Cooper and CeeDee Lamb and Tampa Bay's defense. Mm -hmm. So... I'm doing well. Yes, the, the the fantasy. I just see that's to me, Ryan. You talking fantasy to me is like me talking lines to you. Right, I just do you don't not play get fantasy it. then. No, I just don't have you get ever? it. I have before. I just can't get into it. I always forget to change up my lineups. Yeah. It's that's the tough part to me. Um yeah, no, I get you on that. But I think uh Sean McVay is just a offensive wizard, what he can do. And when you have a quarterback that can make deep and intermediate throws uh, and is just like really good, like a legitimate Hall of Famer, um, you're going to have success. The defense is still good. And with having yeah, no first round right picks for the next 10 years, as Ali would say, uh, yeah. you've got to win now. But they've always getting like proven players. So it's, mm-hmm. you can argue that's better than having the first round picks. You don't know how the first rounders are going to uh, pan out. No, I agree. I agree. I agree. Um, but anyway, to the last game of this week, uh, Monday night, Baltimore goes to Las Vegas to play the Raiders. Ryan, I think the headline on this has to be Baltimore is losing every single good player they have not blamed Lamar Jackson. It is so crazy. It is just today. It is, it's been official that Gus Edwards and Marcus Peters are both torn their ACLs. That is insane. I know. And they already lost J.K. Dobbins. And now Gus Edwards is really good too. Like mm-hmm. you oh, could yeah. argue, like you could argue that when they lost Dobbins, it was a, a loss, but it was like it's not terrible because they still got Gus Edwards. Yeah. Now that's huge. And they lost Justice Hill on their other running backs, who's more of like a third down back to a ruptured Achilles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they just signed Le'Veon Bell. Like Bell, I mean, he's probably not going to play uh, Monday, but he's probably going to be like the starter week two. Mm-hmm. Yes. And yeah. You said they signed Devonte Freeman. Yes, they signed Devonte Freeman. I think today, practice okay, squad guy. Yeah. It's just so crazy, and they lost. You know, Marcus Peters is really good. Like their mm-hmm. secondary is the strength of their defense. Like that's a big loss too. And their first round pick, Rashad Bateman, has a groin injury, so he's already going to miss some time early. Now he may he might only just be out like a week or two, but that's still pretty big because mm-hmm. you know their passing game wasn't great last year. So, yeah, I agree. I think the Raiders could win this game. I think they could win this game. I think having fans in that stadium for the first time is going to be huge. Yeah. Um. Same with the Browns Chiefs game, by the way, because you know Kansas City is a pretty oh, yeah loud. I think mm-hmm. they have the Seattle is always everyone always seems to think of Seattle when they get loud stadiums, but Kansas City has the Guinness World Record for like loudest maybe NFL stadium. Right? Yeah, and I don't think Kansas City has lost at home in like some stupid streak or like. Mahomes has only lost in Kansas City once ever or something crazy. They lost to the Raiders at home last year, I know. Yeah, it's like something weird like that. Like, he's only lost once or twice in Kansas City, I believe. Yeah, Um, I think he lost to the Packers or somebody on, like, mm -hmm. Sunday night. Yeah. Uh, But I – I, it's – man, when they don't have – so how would you attack it? Because then you can you don't have to load the box anymore against the raid uh, the Ra- Ravens. Uh, it screwed me up with Raiders Ravens. I know. Um, <laughs> I'm with you. You don't have to load the box up anymore, uh, and you can kind of key on Lamar. Like right. he can be the target because you're not afraid of the running yeah. backs gashing you in the middle anymore, kind of thing. Yeah, there. Uh, who's the running back who's going to start? It's like something Williams. Yeah. I have no clue. I have no clue yeah, because I mean, it just just today was the Gus Johnson thing. So right, or Gus Edwards, or Gus Edwards. My bad. Gus Johnson, Johnson calls now. games. Yes. Um, and you know, obviously, you still have to key on Mark Andrews. Yes. Yeah. For like sure. Jesse Bates saved last year. Lamar only looks to eighty nine and fifteen. Mm-hmm. Well, Hollywood Brown's number five now, but still. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. You got to key on both of those guys, especially. I would not be surprised if Lamar ran the ball like 20 times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He'll just become, he will become the running back. Yeah. Yeah. Not that if he isn't already, but I, because teams aren't like, if they try like a read option or something, everyone's going to go for Lamar. They're not going to, you know, mm-hmm. or even like the running back, they're probably going to try the, 
They'll probably go for Lamar so he gives it to the running back because they're not even they won't be afraid of him. Yeah, it's not gonna be as big like I said, it's not gonna be as big of a gash play if they don't. You know what right. I mean? Um mm-hmm. but I'm taking I, I think I'll probably end up taking the Raiders too because because of the injuries, because of the adversity, and because I hate the Ravens. That's fair. All three fair. <laughs> John Gruden is kind of on would you say Gruden's on the hot seat? Um Kind of, yes. I mean, it's he. I think he gets a minor leeway because of being in the same division as the Chiefs. Uh, yeah, but sort of, yes, right. Because they he's supposed to be a some good job at drafting guys. No, 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 no. And he's supposed to be a quarterback guru or whisperer, or whatever yeah. the hell he's supposed to well, be. Have, it always seems like they're trying to get rid of Derek Carr, but they never do. Mm-hmm. And Carr had that one really good. Like, he was MVP. He was an MVP candidate in 2016. Then he like did he break his hand or something? Because he didn't play in that when they made the year they made the playoffs. He didn't even play in that. Yeah, I think it was something like that. I think you're right. He just hasn't been the same since then. Mm-hmm. Like they were loaded too, because they had, you know, they traded Amari Cooper and Khalil Mack. And they have not done a good job of drafting guys e- either. Like they they cut Tanner Muse earlier this week. I don't know if mm-hmm. you saw that. He was, mm-hmm. He was a third-round pick at a Clemson last year. He he played safety at Clemson, but they moved him to linebacker. Yeah. He didn't play last year due to injury. That's they had two third-round picks in 2020. Lynn Bowden Jr., who they traded before the year, and Tanner Muse. Neither one of them played a, a down for the Raiders. That's, like, that's just bad. terrible. That's terrible. Like, Mike Mayock has not done a, a good job drafting either. I you know, mm-hmm. you, I don't know if you can blame it all on Gruden, but Mike Mayock has mm-hmm. not been good. No. Even uh Claylon Farrell, who they drafted with the fourth pick, still he hasn't been all that impressive either. Yeah, like, yeah. So I, I I would say if this year starts to go south quick, then yes, yes. If they if they go the first six games and they're like two and four, I think things start to unravel. Because they were like a playoff contender, you know. They had a good stretch run of games last year where like they were very high on them. They just kind of mm-hmm. hit the wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they beat Kansas City in Kansas City, and then can, they played Kansas City really tough mm-hmm. in Vegas. I remember watching that game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I think I had Kansas City that game because I thought no way the Raiders play them well again, and they did. Yeah. Yeah. They, and they scored with, like, under a minute to go to take the lead, and then obviously Mahomes was just awesome. Like Yeah, like like always. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, but anyway, Ryan – this is fun. I'm sad we have to do this every other week because of what's my, you know, my life getting in the way of this. But right. every time we can, I love it. Football is back. Football is so back, Ryan. Yeah, uh, CD Lamb just scored. Really? That's good news for me. 7-7. Seven, seven. Well, they have to kick the extra point, but it's, yeah, it's going to be 7-7. Seven, seven. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, Ryan, let's get off here. Uh, thank you all for listening. Uh, make sure you rate, download, subscribe, do all those things. Thank you so, so much. And uh, we don't see you next week. We'll see you in two weeks. Ryan, buddy, thank you so much. It's a pleasure. Thanks, Mark.